Marissa Norcross. And I'm Dave Freund, and this is The Next Page. Marissa, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I am terrific. <gasps> I think that's the third week in a row. Yeah, well, today, <laughs> today the reason why I'm terrific is, you know, as we record this, Live to Lead is tomorrow. Now, by the time this comes out, Live to Lead will have been passed, but it's one of the highlights of my year. Mm-hmm. Second only to probably the most wonderful time of the year, but we won't go down that road today. <laughs> That's funny. I had a feeling you were going to say <laughs> that you were terrific because of Live to Lead tomorrow. Yeah, so. it is. I was at the lodge this morning um, and, you know, just scoping it out, testing out mm-hmm. the, the audio video stuff, and it's it's going to be great. It's going to be a little smaller group, but that's okay because mm-hmm. it is an amazing event and looking mm-hmm. forward to it. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm it's yeah, super super excited. So today, we're kind of going backwards a bit. Um mm-hmm. we're talking about the lid again. And I don't know, do you have any idea how long ago we talked about the lid? You know, I don't. And I was I meant to look that up because I, it was funny. I saw your email and I thought, hmm, I remember this. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to look that up. Let's see. It looks like we, episode 139, we talked about the lid. Okay. And episode 201, so about oh. 30 weeks ago. Okay. We also, ta- was, that was called The Law of the Lid, Another View. Oh, okay. So, so I'd have to go back. Maybe I had some new revelations on that one. I don't know. So about 100 episodes ago and about 30, 30 episodes, episodes ago. ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's got to be something newer. I wouldn't have thought about it. How's that? <laughs> so one of the things, you know, so the, the law of the lid, the law of the lid, it's law number one in the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. Um, it really is the law. It's, it was what woke me up to what was wrong with my leadership or lack thereof. And, and, and maybe that's why this one is so important to me. And, you know, I have in my hands my copy of the 21 laws and it's all marked up. And I've actually have, mm-hmm. I have tabs for every chapter in the book. Um, and I had done a bunch of training on this. We, we haven't done it lately, um, but for the longest time, you know, we were doing this for our individual members where we did um, mm-hmm. two laws a month and we would cover it each year. But so just to give folks, because we do have we do have new listeners all the time. Um, I hit a leadership wall back in probably 2011, 2012, where everything I tried to do failed. Um, and, and I couldn't understand why. And, and I was doing the same things I always did, or at least I thought I did. I was working very, very hard, working more hours, and it just wasn't helping. And one day I reached over to the credenza behind my desk and there was this red book red and black book with a gold band on it and a friend of mine had given it to me um and interestingly enough so i he gave this to me on september 16th 2011 so isn't that interesting that right around the time i started hitting this wall is when my friend uli had given me the book uh, it took me a while to to actually read it but the first chapter basically was the law of the lid and it says in essence, that if on a scale of 1 to 10, you're a 5, your organization can never rise above a 4. And all of a sudden, I realized, hey, I'm the problem. So then you have to ask yourself, is that a good news or a bad news scenario, <laughs> right? So right. 
The bad news is I'm the I'm the problem. The good news is I'm the problem. Mm-hmm. And the only person I can change is me. So for me, that was like this awakening that I really could fix the problems if I just worked on me. Because mm-hmm. you can't change anybody else. I can't change my coworkers. I can't change my customers. I can't change the market. I can't, you know, and all these people... So many people use everybody else as an excuse as to why they can't do something Mm -hmm. when they just are forgetting the fact that the one thing they can do is change themselves. And I did. And so what I, what I did was I started, I I read the book cover to cover. I started applying the things that are in it and lo and behold, things got better. I didn't get any smarter. Uh, I guess some people could say maybe I got smarter. I, I learned to value leadership and I learned to value at a higher level the development of others and it improved. And so I I made this these these bold statements in my post that came out this morning because some people would say, well, how do I know if I need to raise my lid? And so um, I'm going to put you on the spot here, which is oh, not dear. the first time, right? <laughs> Big surprise. So. How have you ever been around a leader that couldn't get better? That couldn't get could better, not, yeah, or that, that, that wouldn't. That, that could not. <laughs> that there was nothing that they they were a ten on everything, and they had been they were basically leadership perfection. No, I don't think so. Right now, the reason why I say I'm putting you on the spot is because our boss probably listens to the podcast, right? <laughs> And every, so what I, here's what I said. I wrote, um, you might ask, how do I know if my leadership lid needs to be raised? And these are the questions you need to ask yourself. Are you and your organization achieving the goals you desire? Or, as Marcus Buckingham said when you're at Live to Lead, or do you go in toward the end of the year and just tweak them a little bit so you don't come out so bad? <laughs> um, the second one, is your team getting better each year? And the third question, are you attracting the best new hires? So if you're not achieving all of your goals or your, for you or your organization, if your team is not getting better each year, and if you're not attracting the best and the brightest, if your answer is no to any one of those questions, you can raise your lid. So why don't you repeat the question that you asked me? What would you say to somebody who... Do you remember what that question was? Yeah, I, I asked you, you know, what, because, you know, you, you asked, you have the questions listed that, you know, th- six of these questions. And if you answer no to any of them, you know, then you can raise your lid. And I said, well, what if you answer yes to all of them? You, you know, you are investing in training and you are finding mentors and coaches and you, you know, you're doing all of these things. Then what would you say? Yeah, and so I and I'll just give a little bit of a of a flavor to it. Was also if you if they said yes to you know um, we're meeting our goals, um, we're getting better, and we're tra- and I just said you're delusional. <laughs> Be- it, because I think people really need, and and this is a problem that I see frequently. Mm-hmm. Very 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 few leaders are honest enough with themselves and others to realize that there's, a, there's, there's growth that's needed. I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I mean, and I think we've said this many times, like there's always an opportunity for growth. You never just, you know, arrive at your right. greatest potential. Is, and it's not necessarily just because of the person and, and the things that, you know, they could improve, but it's the environment changes. Yes. The, you know, people change, the world changes, everything changes. So what worked five years ago to motivate and engage employees isn't going to work exactly 10 years from now right exactly. things change so it's it's not just like it's not we're not just saying like people you know need to to change for the sake of themselves or um because there's something wrong or that they have a limitation but it's that the world changes and that the 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 business you're running now is not going to be the business you're running five years from now and the people you're managing now are not going to be the same people that you're managing five years from now and 10 years and 20 and and beyond right exactly right we are living in a dynamic ever-changing world right and we have to match that and we yes and our skill sets need to match the world that's there so you know if if we would just use the scenario that we're in right Let's okay, let's talk about the last 20 months. Who was ever prepared to lead a company through a global pandemic? I don't know too many people because none of us had done it. Right? So are you growing in so if I just think about that one, what skill sets were needed to navigate through that? Um, you almost needed to have a psychology degree mm-hmm. to know how to first cope with it yourself and then help your team to cope with it, and then help your, 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 your family, whatever it might be. That shouldn't be the right order. It should be yourself, your family, and then your, your team, right? Um, just, and all of, the, all of the other things that, that, come in, that come into play. So now we've got, we have supply chain issues. Well, hello, I'm not a supply chain expert. And so, but I have to learn how to do things. One of the things that used to be a staple for decades was lean manufacturing just in time Mm -hmm. they referred to it as jit well we all know that the last year jit didn't stand for just in time it stood for just isn't there you know just go try to get well about a year ago a year and a half ago it was go try to get toilet paper at wegmans it just (laughs) isn't there right you go into costco had some some dear friends of ours their son was going to go to costco so the his mom said Hey, while you're in, son's married, has his own house. She goes, hey, while you're at Costco, could you pick up one of those giant packages of paper towels for me? He said, sure. So he came, came, stopped by the house and he handed his mother like four rolls. And she said, I told mm-hmm. you to get me a whole package. He said, they'll only let me get one package. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought that would have happened? But it did. And so those are just some really tangible things that all of us can relate to about saying, I'm not prepared for what's going to happen. So I always, always have to be growing. Um, We're fortunate in central New York to have Pat Penfield from SU, who is a national expert on supply chain. I mean, he was, you know, I think it was Good Morning America a year and a half ago, had him on saying, could you please advise us on what's going on with supply chain? Mm -hmm. Well, he teaches our courses on Supply chain management and project management. Mm-hmm. So how many people sent maybe, and so I'm not saying the senior leader needs to go to the class, but did you send your people to the class? 
Mm-hmm. Is your team really getting prepared to deal with the whatevers that come? So now that I've beat up leadership, and, 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 and the point is, you know, I'm trying every single year to get better. I'm trying, I'm reading things, you know, my book a month, you know, the podcasts I listen to, the events that I go to, Live to Lead that I'm going to be going to tomorrow with, with a, a significant amount of our staff and a bunch of our members. Those are things that help us get better. Mm-hmm. So the six things that, that make raising your lid easier. Value experience with reflection. Spend the time reflecting on your experience and it turns into insight. How many of us really are reflecting at the end of the day? You know, what went well, what didn't, people have heard it. What went well, what didn't go well, what did I learn, what will I change? Those, and those are things that help us get better in every single aspect of our life. Parenting, relationships, whatever it is, not just our careers. Investing in training. You know, I I made a statement here. The greatest investment you can make is in your own growth. So, Marissa, what's it feel like to learn something new? I think it's very rewarding. Um, I think it's probably a little bit challenging Mm -hmm. in the middle of it. And I think it's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. And Mm -hmm. and it doesn't... I, I think that people need to be growing continuously. Um, I, I've, I've shared in some of my classes that when my, my dad retired in 1995 as a VP of manufacturing for a, a, a MACNI member company. And, and I remember really excited because I was a production manager at the time. And I was excited about some spreadsheets that I had, had developed. And I wanted to show them to my dad thinking, hey, you know, you're – you're managing a plant. You could run a spreadsheet. And he goes, I don't do that. I don't use a computer. Now, it was 1995. I said, what do you mean you don't? I said, what do you do if you need a report? He says, I pick up the phone and I call production control and I tell him I want to see this report. I said, you don't have a computer on your... He goes, I don't have a computer on my desk. Now, the point I'm making was here. So my dad, when he retired, started writing more. And he's actually, he's, he's written a poetry book and some other things. Um, he needed something to write with, so he actually bought a, believe it or not, a word processor. Back then in the 90s, brother made word processors. Well, that didn't work well enough, so then he bought a desktop computer. Then he wanted to take it with him when he traveled, so he bought a laptop computer. So here was a guy that at 64 years old, 63, 64, whenever he retired, just continued to grow. And something that would have been that he didn't think he needed when he was working every day, the use of technology, he was leveraging in his own personal life. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean by growing. Um, And and he ended up teaching for MACNY till he was 80. Wow. And he only stopped... I said, why are you stopping? Because he was retiring from... I said, why are, you, why are you stopping teaching? I said, I thought you loved it. He goes, I do. And I said, I know what the people in the classes are saying because they're telling me this. Because I was teaching for Mackney at the time. I said, they love you. They, lo- they especially love the stories you tell. He goes, that's the problem. He says, I have no idea if I told the story or not before. <laughs> I said, Dad, I have the same problem. He goes, Dave, not in the same night. So, <laughs> so when he was worried, he was telling the same story twice in the same night. He retired. 
at 80 years old. So that's what I'm talking about when I say growing always, always getting better. And, you know, he didn't teach the, the same stories every night. Well, sometimes he did. Um, but he would be continuously reading and learning, and, and, and he would bring that to his classes, and that's why people kept coming. And I think there there are so many ways to continually grow and develop. I mean, we're, you know, you just described a, a training situation and, um, you know, one way to do that is by sharing, right? So your dad was growing and changing by, by reading new things and learning new things and then sharing it with others, which is one of the best ways to actually grow and develop is by sharing what you've learned with right. other people. But I, I think there are even other ways beyond some of these more seemingly academic ways right traveling oh absolutely experiencing other cultures i mean even things that aren't necessarily like related to your profession but that just expand your mind so we talk about reading a lot but that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be reading on leadership topics it can be reading anything it can like i said traveling immersing yourself in other cultures expanding your viewpoints or just learning about different perspectives not you not that you're changing your viewpoint or agreeing but just learning and listening and um all of those things just expanding our minds and um kind of exercising that muscle right because if you don't yeah absolutely it's it's not it certainly won't strengthen and it will start to decay (laughs) exactly and 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 you know i i love how you said just you know traveling learning new cultures experiencing new things learning mm-hmm. different people's viewpoints mm-hmm. you know and and I, I i remember a quote one time that i heard you something like you know that you're intelligent or something like that when you can hear a dissenting viewpoint and you don't get angry mm-hmm. you know so that's so true and that's what's again something sadly missing in our society today where people can disagree and not get angry they just seem mm-hmm. to be people are just angry all the time which is kind of crazy um, but but experiencing the richness of life is really something that a leader needs because we're interacting with so many different types of people every day mm-hmm. that we were able to make a connection with them because that isn't the first time we've heard or seen something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just yeah. think if you're looking for connection, man, imagine being able to connect with someone from a different culture because you've actually experienced their culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think about even the ways that I've connected with different coworkers over different things, right? Yes. Like gardening. One of our coworkers mentored me with my garden this year. Right. And it was like a great way for us to like strengthen our working relationship because we had this this bond over what, you know, she was mentoring me through my garden. And yep. just like these things that you don't think of. I think one of the great things that I, I do believe is happening right now is that in the past... I think it was very much um, like we had our personal lives and then we had our work lives. And right. it was almost like we were two different people. Yes. You were you were who you were at work and you were who you were at home. And I feel like now those things are kind of um, in the best way possible. There are also some bad ways that they come together um, when we, you know, maybe can't sign off from work and, right. and wind down. But there are some great things that come from like, I'm thinking about some of the things that we've done at MACNI um, as team bonding or like we've had 
or Jim Beckman come in and just teach us about wine and yes. where it comes from. And like that's a growth opportunity and a connection opportunity because we're doing that together and we're learning. It's not like we're just sitting around a table drinking wine. Jim is teaching us right. about where the wine comes from, the, right. the history of these grapes and what foods it pairs best with and things like that just like expand our minds absolutely and opens us up to to different things and i um i think that's one of the really positive things happening right now in the workplace you're seeing workplaces that are doing book clubs yes um and you know not like mandatory homework reading but right right opt in and if you want to join in here's what we're reading and we're going to talk about it once a month and we'd love to have you you know those types of opportunities are things that um that are, I think are going to help raise the lid. Yeah, I, Marissa, I could not agree more. And, you know, we even had, when we were interviewing a, a new, a recent hire, she asked the question about our work group, you know, mm-hmm. our organization. Do we, is it pretty much just focused on work or do we have some socialization outside of work? And we talked about, about our, our wine studies. <laughs> our wine club. The wine club. <laughs> well, yeah. And you know, and we do, and she, I remember she also asked, you know, what we were doing to develop, what, what classes or associations yes. that we take part in. And I think that, um, that just goes to show that we need to be doing that. Right. And we can't, it, because young people are asking that question. Absolutely. I mean, we, we've interviewed a few people and I, I got that question from a few people. Yep. And so the, the incoming workforce wants to know. What yes. you know? What are you doing to grow and to develop? And what are what is available to your employees to Absolutely. grow and develop? And of it, course, we have an advantage because we offer training. So right, you know, I, it's a, um, maybe it's a little bit easier for us, but I I really don't believe it's that difficult for companies to invest in no. in their team. Well, and especially for the three hundred plus member companies that we have, they're getting emails from us telling them of all the things <laughs> that we're offering. Yeah. Yeah. So mentoring and coaching, um, you need to be mentoring someone. People, there is something wonderful about being a mentor. And if you're willing to be a mentor, there will be people that will mentor you. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, coaching, I, I really think that coaching is critical. Um, it, it helps people achieve things that they wouldn't naturally achieve and what i mean the reason for that is growth is always accelerated in accountability environment and i have coaching clients that will say to me you know um i want you to hold me accountable for this and then when we get together the next time i say so did you because i have an on my my note page i have a pre-printed note page for my clients um okay you said you were going to do this did you do it and the reality is that if i didn't there's times when I only do it because I've committed to somebody that I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. So if I would not owe Marissa a weekly post, I probably wouldn't do it every week. Mm-hmm. That's accountability. Okay. So that's the, ba- the power of the mentoring and the coaching. Uh, masterminds. Masterminds is... It's like the book study. Um, I recently was invited to join a thir- every other Thursday night mastermind um, that one of my fellow John Maxwell team members, uh, and I think he's in Indiana, and there may be 10 people. Uh, I've only been able to attend one so far because it was just a recent invite. But 
we get together just to talk about let's say one of the laws in the 21 irrefutable laws. Now, all of us know it. All of us have taught it. But so what are you thinking about this? What's, Mm -hmm. you know, and it just, it's so powerful when you get 10 people to talk about the same thing that they're all learning or thinking about together. That's the power of a mastermind. If you're not getting together with people on a topic on a regular basis, you're not growing. So that's a, and, 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 you know, these things, you don't need to pay people for this. You could just, it's like your book studies that, that you, you know, book clubs and things that you mentioned. People with common interests get together to talk about what they're learning. Mm-hmm. Um, do something beyond yourself. And, and there's this quote that I've used before. Um, Everything you want in life is just outside of your comfort zone. When was the last time you did something for the first time? Mm-hmm. Whether it's cook a meal, try a new hobby, whatever it might be. That expands your, your awareness. It expands your courage. Um, one of my problems is I have too many hobbies, um, you know, and, I, and they kind of get watered down. But it's just try things. Um, yeah, it, it reminds me of like children, right? They're so... They, they're always trying new things, right? They're yes. like, I want to do t-ball. I want to do soccer. I want to do dance. I want to do this. I want to do that, right? And they're not afraid to step outside their comfort zones. And I, I feel like as adults, we lose sight of that. Or like you said, you get too many hobbies and it's difficult to devote your time. But, right. you know, I think, I think about um, like, uh, here's an example I'll share, sewing. Mm-hmm. I took sewing lessons when I was like seven, eight, nine years old. Um, I had, you know, I, I loved it. And I recently had a need to sew something for my daughter. Mm. Uh, I, I needed to sew her Girl Scout badges and patches on her uniform. And I thought, you know, it's like it's been more than 20 years, but <laughs> I still have my machine and I'm going to pick it back up. And, and it was so satisfying. Yes. I, had to watch some, I had to watch some YouTube videos. Which we can do today, right? Right. And I watched those YouTube videos. I, you know, made a few mistakes and it, I, it felt so good to have that. I could, I kid you not, I could feel my stress level decreasing and my mind expanding. Yep. I I really did because I had to challenge myself in ways that I hadn't been challenged in so long. I had to use a new Mm. skill or like resurface a very old skill. And our lives have become so, so mundane, right? We, we often live the same day or pretty close to the same day for five days a week. And then yes. scramble on the weekends that when you have to, to learn something new and it, you really feel it as an adult, I yeah. think. Uh, you know, we're living Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. You know, but I love how you said you're, you could, when you were doing something you hadn't done for a long time, you're stepping out of your comfort zone. You actually said your stress level dropped. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens when I know it happened to me back in 2011, when I started learning something new, all my stresses seemed to drop down dramatically mm-hmm. because we're in, because, and the reason is when we try something new, we're making progress forward. Mm-hmm. And when we're not progressing forward, we feel helpless and lack, we lack empowerment. Yeah. So that's another way to look at it. if you're, if you're raising your lid, you're going to feel more energized. You're going to feel more in control of what's happening in your life and, you're, and you move away from the victim mentality. 
So that's really what's what's the key behind this. Every single one of us needs to raise our lid. Mm-hmm. If if you're leading people, if you you know, and so well, I'm not leading people. Are you a parent? Do you have friends? Do you have coworkers? You know, you're a leader, and right. people are really looking for people that they can follow. And it's such a great opportunity. People just need to raise their lid. I highly recommend people read, you know, the Twenty One Laws, Chapter One, because well, the the good news about the good news for the publisher is if you read chapter one, you're going to read the rest of the book because you're going to realize, oh, my goodness, how do I do this? <laughs> and it tells you how. Yeah. It gives yeah. you, it gives you um, 21 way, things that you need to be looking at and evaluating mm-hmm. in your life. And that will tell you exactly where to work, what you need to work. Mm-hmm. Did I miss anything? Probably. No, but- I, I, I think, I mean, we covered a lot. I went on a lot of tangents. Today. Which is good. No, but that's but, perfect. <laughs> but I think, I mean, I think we're both, this is probably why this is the third time we've talked about this, is that we're passionate about it and yep. that um, it's really accessible. Yeah. And maybe a hundred episodes from now, we'll talk about it again. Probably. So, I have to go back and, and figure out what was the one, the law of the lid, a different view or something. Another view. Another view. I have to look at that because I vaguely remember it, but. That I can't just, remember back that 30 weeks. <laughs> I was going to say, I was say it's, it's, at my age, it's not unusual that I would forget <laughs> that. So anything exciting happening this weekend? Hmm. Well, I mean, other than Live to Lead, which is happening tomorrow. Right. Um, no, I don't think so. How about you? I'm actually traveling this weekend. I am going to Canada oh, nice. for an event um, at one of our churches that i'm associated with and just across the river from detroit so and we're gonna we're gonna see some friends on saturday in detroit and then we'll cross over the river saturday evening uh to go to windsor ontario and so i had to go get my covid test today which came back Mm -hmm. negative so i am good to go i'm vaccinated and ready to go across the border on tomorrow actually well we'll we'll cross the border on saturday my first trip to canada since covid i'm excited about it Mm mm-hmm So with that, I'm Dave Freund. I'm Marissa Norcross. And this was The Next Page.